Hello and welcome to Hearts in Harmony from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kroger Tender Ray Beef, no other beef so fresh can be so tender, presents Hearts in Harmony, transcribed. Say, Mother, you better hurry. Tomorrow is Christmas Day, and you'll have to hurry to make your choice from the marvelous selection of poultry at your Kroger store. Without a doubt, they're the best buy-in birds in town. Kroger's poultry is carefully selected for its tenderness, its juiciness, and real country-fresh flavor. Why, once you see the grand selection of chickens and ducks and turkeys, you'll want them all. Oh, yes, ma'am. Kroger's poultry is just tantalizingly delicious. And for an extra special dinner, you'll certainly want to serve your family this exclusive Kroger feature, famous four-point blue ribbon turkey. Now, these turkeys are just covered with juicy meat and chock full of fresh flavor, a flavor that will have your family sighing in contented delight. Now, there are four mighty good reasons why four-point blue ribbon turkeys are outstandingly superior. It's because they're raised and developed into plump turkeys in carefully selected areas, because they're scientifically fed, then expertly dressed, and finally, they're personally selected to please you. So get yours without delay at your Kroger store, for it's the only place you can buy famous four-point blue ribbon turkeys. And now... Hearts in Harmony. It's the day before Christmas, and Penny has set aside her problems in preparation for a gay and happy tomorrow. While Nora bathes the baby, and Grace, Penny's mother, busies herself in the kitchen, Penny puts the last few touches to the Christmas tree. Then the doorbell rings. Come in. Come on in. The door's unlocked. Morning, Penny. Hello, Johnny. Merry day before Christmas, Oh, thank you, Murray. The same to you. (laughs) Guess what? Well, I'm not good at guessing what. You better tell me. Well, I got a telegram from Jed this morning. He's all right, isn't he? Oh, he must be. He's leaving Mapleton on the afternoon train, so he'll be here about midnight tonight. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, the whole family be together for tomorrow. <laughs> yep, the whole family. Even Pat? Yeah, Pat phoned from New York last night and said he'd be home for Christmas, too. Oh, that's really swell. It's wonderful. Golly, I didn't expect such a wonderful Christmas this year. Hey, how do you think the tree looks? Great, great, Penny. But then again, you can make anything look good. <laughs> Well, wait till you see it with the lights turned on. Here, uh, want to put the plug in the wall and we'll, we'll test them? All right. Which wall socket do you use? That one there with the floor lamp. Oh, yes. Yes, I see it. Okay. Plug's in. Thank you. Uh-oh. The lights don't go on. Well, you have to turn that switch or something. Oh, oh, yeah. Sort of high-class equipment you have. Here. Yeah, if it works. Well, go ahead. Turn on the switch, will you? Yeah, okay. Oh, look, Johnny, so are the lights. Well, it really looks like Christmas in here now. Wait till the baby sees us. Yeah, I wonder if she's old enough to know what it's all about. Oh, of course she isn't. But I guess she'll notice it. Well, I should think she would. Golly, if she were only a little older. Oh, don't ask for trouble, Penny. Next year at this time, you'll have to put a fence around the tree to keep the kid from knocking it over. (laughs) I suppose we will. Well, we'd better turn the lights out now. We'll be spending half of Christmas looking for burned-out bulbs. Uh, uh, will you turn the switch? Yeah, sure. 
There you are. I'm quite an electrician, don't you think? Oh, you're wonderful. I don't know how I'd do without you. Oh, I hope you never find <laughs> out. <laughs> Say, you'll be here for dinner tomorrow, won't you? I was planning to call you in a little while to make sure. Well, uh, thanks for the invitation, Penny, but I won't be able to make it. Well, why not? Professor Rogers and Freddie are going to be here. We're going to have a swell time. Well, I hope you do have a great time, Penny, but I won't be able to make it. I'm, I'm going down to see Alice. Oh, Johnny, that's wonderful. Well, uh, how can you make it there in time? It's such a long way. Well, I'm flying down on a private job. A friend of mine has one of those fast planes. That ex-army pilot from Wayne City, mm -hmm. maybe you know him. Yes, I think you mentioned him. Well, uh, we're leaving here at noon. We'll be there by, oh, about 10 o'clock tonight. Golly, all that distance doesn't seem possible. Oh, they'll make it faster than that one of these days, even on commercial airlines. In fact, this fellow's complaining because his plane's so slow. He says we'll never go over 300 miles an hour. Oh, Johnny, good heavens. And a miles an hour scares me just to think about it. Well, if that scares you, Penny, don't think about what's to come. I will have planes one of these days going thousands of miles an hour. And there'll be weekend excursion trips to the moon. Oh, let's not talk about that. It gives me the shivers. Well, don't tell me you're against progress. I love progress. I'm all for it. But I prefer it just so many miles per hour. And there are a lot of places just 200 or 300 miles from here I'd like to see before I worry about traipsing around the moon. Penny, you're getting old or, or stale or letting yourself get into a rut or something. No, I don't think so. It's just that some of us have to be practical. Well, you don't have to be one of that some. And you won't be either before long. You think some miracle is going to change me? No. No, something very down to earth is going to change you. I suppose you know what. Mm-mm. <clears throat> Well, maybe your job with Professor Rogers. Scientific experimentation is an amazing thing, they tell me. And when you begin to see... If what... I do begin to see anything scientific, it'll be as a spectator, not as the professor's assistant. Well, what do you mean? I mean, I'm not going to work for Professor Rogers. You're not... Well, I heard... I know, Johnny. You heard that I accepted the job, and I did. But then the job was taken away from me. The job was taken away? Well, by whom? I don't know, Johnny. As a matter of fact, no one knows but the finance board at the university. You see, the professor's new laboratory was endowed anonymously. Yes, yes, I know that. Well, uh, it was the donor who refused to let me take the job. He said something about he didn't think women should work, especially not on something he was paying for. Well, I, I don't believe that was the reason at all. Well, I believe it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not sure I really wanted that job. Well, you know very well you did, Penny. You were all excited about it the last I heard. Uh, tell me, who, who told you the donor refused to let you have the job? Professor Rogers. Stewart? Hmm. Well, let's see. It's only 10 o'clock. I don't have to be at the field until noon. I think I'll go over and have a talk with him. Johnny, that'd just be a waste of time. The professor can't do anything about it, and I wouldn't want him to if he could. Now, look, Penny... If someone thought enough of Stuart to give him money for a new laboratory, that someone thinks enough of him to let him hire his own laboratory help, male or female, it doesn't matter which. And I'm going to see that guy. There's something funny here, and I'm going to find out what it is. Come in. Hello, Professor. Oh, Johnny, come in. Uh... I'm not interrupting anything, am I? No, no, I'm just testing this electric motor, clocking its revolutions. Oh. That seems to be all right. Wait, I'll turn it off. There we are. Well, good to see you, Johnny. Where have you been keeping yourself? 
Oh, uh, at the office mostly. I've been pretty busy. Say, uh, this this isn't your new laboratory, is it? No, no, the new one's being put in across the hall. It's well, it's not much to look at yet. Would you like to see it? No, no, no. Uh, some other time, Stuart. Uh, okay. I'm in sort of a hurry today, flying down to see Alice for Christmas. Oh, that's fine. She know you're coming? No, no, it's going to be a surprise. A oh, good idea. That'll be a Christmas present in itself. Well, we'll, we'll miss you at the Gibbs house, though. Miss Gibbs told me you'd be there, too. Well, I'd, I'd like to be, but uh, I think I ought to go see Alice since I have the chance. Oh, well, so do I. Uh, are you flying down? Yeah, yeah, on a small private plane. Fast, too. We'll, uh, we'll be there tonight. Good. Uh, look, I, I, uh, I don't know quite how to get into this, but uh, I want to ask you something. Oh, go ahead. And now, look, if I'm not minding my own business, you tell me so, and I'll shut up. But uh, I, I'd like to know what really happened to Penny's job with you. Oh. She's uh, told you about that, has she? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't believe the story she told me. Or, or that you told her. Now, just what is the truth of the matter, Stuart? Johnny... That is the truth. The donor refused to let me hire her as an assistant or... or even let her work in the laboratory in any capacity. Oh, but that's crazy. Why, people don't object anymore to women working? Why, that's old-fashioned. Yes, that's old-fashioned. But if you knew who the donor is, I, I, I think you'd consider the action modern enough. Well, I thought the donor was anonymous. Oh, she was. Until I insisted on knowing or else not going ahead with my experiment. Uh, uh, pardon me a minute. Uh, hmm? Did you say the donor is a she? Uh, yeah, Johnny. A she. Uh huh. Not, uh, not the she I'm thinking, I hope. Uh, the, the she you're thinking, Madeline Dodge. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now you see why I... Couldn't have Miss Gibbs as my assistant. I see. And, uh... Well, well you, you don't blame me for not telling Miss Gibbs everything I knew, do you? No, no. I think you did the right thing. Oh, thanks. I... I hope you'll approve of what I'm going to do next, too. What's that? I'm going to see Madeline this afternoon and tell her she can have her money back. Johnny, it may take me years... But there's a way to conduct that experiment without money. And having Madeline Dodge's money is worse than having none at all. And so I, I think you'd better withdraw your endowment from the university, Miss Dodge. I, I, I don't want it under the conditions I have it now. Oh, Stuart, darling, I think you'll change your mind after a little while. No, I won't. And if I'd known in the beginning the money came from you, I'd have refused it then, too. Oh, you don't mean that. I do mean it. What's wrong with my money? There's nothing wrong with your money, Madeline. The trouble is all with you. Oh? Is that so? I'm afraid it is. You, you didn't endow my laboratory because you wanted to help me with my experiment. Your interest wasn't scientific at all. Of course not, darling. What fun can you have with test tubes and a lot of smelly old chemicals? A great deal of the comforts of life depend on test tubes and bad-smelling chemicals, Madeline. Maybe so. But I prefer them only when they're past the laboratory stage. I don't doubt that. 
And because of that, I don't want your money. It's not for the laboratory. You didn't give it for that reason. It was for me, and I know that now. But, Madeline, I can't be bought. Oh, no? No. I'm telling you to withdraw your endowment. Isn't that proof enough? No, no, it isn't. Because, you see, I'm not going to withdraw my money. And you're not going to abandon the laboratory. Darling, you're going ahead with your experiment. And you're going to spend the rest of your life thanking me for what I've done for you. You think so, do you? Oh, I know so. You see, I expected something like this from you, so I prepared for it. The university will insist that you go ahead with your experiment. You can't refuse, either. Because, you see, I endowed more than just your laboratory. And I'll see to it that the whole university suffers if you fail to go ahead with the new laboratory. You think of everything, don't you? Mm-hmm. I think of you, Stuart, darling. And I just have to think of ways to keep you around. Well, you still have no guarantee that I'll do what you want. Oh, yes, you will, Professor. My money can make you if you do what I want. But if you don't do as I ask, I have money enough to break you, too. Just think that over for a while, darling, will you? Professor Rogers is caught in a trap, isn't he? What will happen if Penny ever finds out it's Madeline who endowed the professor's new laboratory? Be sure to listen to the next dramatic episode of Hearts in Harmony. Well, tomorrow's the big day, and it's going to be a really memorable day if you serve your family Kroger's poultry. They're the best birds in town. You see, Kroger's poultry is specially chosen to please you, and that's why it comes out of your oven tasting better, more flavorful, tenderer, juicier, for instance, those aristocrats of the poultry kingdom, four-point blue-ribbon turkeys. Now, these birds are better, four ways better. They're raised in the finest turkey-raising areas by master turkey growers. Then they're scientifically fed, actually coddled, to make them plumper and more tender. Next, they're dressed expertly, as carefully as you would dress a prize bird. And the ones that finally reach your Kroger store are specially selected for folks like you. Why don't you get a famous four-point blue-ribbon turkey at your Kroger store now? Now your local announcer.